0: Good morning, everyone. It feels like it's been a little while since I've seen you, uh, and that we've been here in my kitchen for JA's recipe for success. Uh, welcome to today's show. Um, and as you know, this show is all about highlighting entrepreneurs, leaders, uh, who talk about the ingredients to their success. Uh, and you know, as, uh, JA continues to, uh, Mentor and inspire and motivate young people. Uh, We love that they have the opportunity to hear from so many great leaders uh, in our community. Today's leader uh, is someone that I've just recently met, uh, but in the world of education as well. Mandy Heller Adler is the founder and managing partner of International College Counselors, which is one of the world's largest education counseling companies. Good morning and welcome, Mandy thank
1: you Hello. good morning nice to be How here are you? i'm well i'm well no complaints yeah it I like i'm glad i love
0: i love oh. when there's no complaints <laughs> i always what say nobody wants to hear it anyway right exactly.
1: that's right no all good it's a good morning it's a florida yeah. morning what do we have
0: to so about? where are you are you at home are you in an office
1: i'm in my home office yes okay. i have an office actually that i could walk to. I, I live right near one of my offices. Um, but right now I'm in my home office because it's the morning and I figured I would do this from here.
0: So, awesome. so tell us with. a little bit for, for our audience, share a little bit about um, what you do in particular and then what International College Counselors is about. Sure.
1: So, I run International College Counselors. So, that's basically what I do. Um, but International College Counselors is um, We're a global company. We have 11 offices around the US. We work with kids in 13 countries and basically we help students um, with their application process to get into college and graduate school. Um, That process actually begins in ninth grade. So we, we do more than just college, but we feel that by maximizing a child's high school experience, we're best able to help them eventually get into college and then graduate school. So we work with kids of all ages, but our ultimate goal is college and graduate school.
0: Mm, interesting. So, were how did you start this? Like, what made you want to do this?
1: Yeah. So that's a great story. Um. So I grew up in Miami Beach. Uh. I went to Miami Beach Senior High. Go high tides. Um. And and I went from there, and I I went to the University of Pennsylvania. I went to the Wharton School. And the thing that actually bugged me when I got to the Wharton school was that there weren't very many public school kids there. Um, and quite frankly, I grew up in South Florida and I thought I was really smart. And I looked around at all these private school kids and I was like, I don't really get it. Like my friends are so much smarter than you are. And why are all these private school kids here? And why are there no public school kids here? And, and I also knew for my high school, you know, we had about 600 kids in our class Two got into Ivy league schools, me and, and actually one of my best friends got into Penn and no one else got into Ivy league schools. And that's not necessary to say that that's the end all be all of the world. But, you know, down the block, some of the more prestigious private schools had 10 out of 100 get into Penn. And I was like, this is just not there's something I'm missing. So I actually started writing a book while at Penn. Um, and it was called From Public School to the Ivy League, How to Get into a Top School Without Top Dollar Resources. And it's still on Amazon. And um, and and the and I will tell you the thesis. So after all this research and all this work while I was an undergrad was, um basically the the private school kids had college counseling and and we didn't have you know we had someone who was lovely and she was great and i don't mean to put her down but you know she had 700 kids in four classes and a lot of the kids were going to the military and and some had were in foster care and the last thing she was worried about was the the honor student who was trying to go to harvard you know so um so fine i I actually graduated from penn I, i had a fellowship to study in europe and then i went to work at goldman sachs and um, I went to Harvard Business School and I started an internet company and I sold an internet company um, and then I actually married my college boyfriend and we decided to move back to South Florida and, um, and I moved back and uh, I was like okay I have quite frankly I have money and I have time right so what do I really want to do right so I, I, I did for me working at Goldman Sachs was what I thought I was supposed to do and I didn't really enjoy it that much I had started an internet company, which I thought was pretty cool and it gave me some financial independence. Um, But what really resonated with me now that I had money and time? um, And I realized that I had all these amazing opportunities before I was, you know, 30, 31, um, simply because of my education, right? And so I really believe in education. So I always say to families if you do not believe in education, you do not want to come to me. Like I am not the person who will say, College doesn't matter, or it doesn't have to be college, but that education doesn't matter. If you want to, you know, brush off college or think or education in general, I'm not the person. So I highly believe in education. So I started International College Counselors out of this lovely office, Um, and uh, and over time we've grown. So it grew from me to um, you know now we have about 13 counselors, and we work with students all over, and we've evolved with the changing times and. And it's fun and I love it because I believe in what I do and I feel good about what I do um, and to me that's very important is having a meaningful career and I, I feel like I really have that
0: yeah, yeah. And you, know, you know I caught I what, caught you, what you said <laughs> I, 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 <laughs> um, when you said I thought I was supposed to do that right so often our students think they know exactly what they want or their parents think they know exactly what they want for them. And it turns out that that's not really, isn't the job of their dreams or what they're passionate about. And so finding your passion was obviously important. You know, I think in this world that we're living in today, you know, of diversity and inclusion and equality, how do we make sure, and I think this is so important. I know even for us at Junior Achievement, how do we make sure that every student has the ability, right, to attend those schools. How do we make sure, because look, we may have a few more counselors than you did, you know, at your school, maybe, maybe not with the way the budgets are these days, but I think you're right. They're just not getting that kind of counseling. And so the families who are more affluent have the resources, right, to have a company like yours work with them. How do we make sure every student gets this, Mandy? So I think as a community,
1: we have to advocate for education. I'm not exactly sure why that's always the first area that gets cut. Right. I I think it's, it's a shame how, how little attention kids get and and education gets. You're right. Every child should have access to good education and to good counselors. And it shouldn't, it's just like a lawyer, right. Or an accountant. I mean, technically you don't need a lawyer or an accountant, but are you in a better situation if you are? Of course. Are there things that I know that the average parent won't know? Of course. I mean, can a kid learn from my book or can a kid learn from the internet? Of course, just like you can learn how to win a lawsuit on the internet or from a book. But is it better to have an expert? Of course. So I, I would say as a community, you know, we really need to advocate, advocate for education. Um, I'm personally very involved in gifted education. Um, I, I worked with the Broward County School Board to get the new gifted high school started in Broward County um you know a lot of times people don't think about gifted as special education and and they always say oh the smart kids you know they're fine um but it goes back to your point every child deserves an education for their level and and that's and and i believe very strongly in that so whether your child is has major learning differences or whatever they deserve the best education and if your child is highly gifted they deserve the best education um and i think we as adults need to do what we can to fund and provide resources to our children in this community
0: yeah I think that's so true and, and I think that's you know <clears throat> writing in services like yours into some of the grants for the nonprofits right that they're they're doing or some of the programs um, is probably uh, a one way that we could you know, pull down some funding, as you said, to make sure that some of these students who wouldn't have the opportunity to get this kind of counseling and this kind of guidance. So, so important. And I think, you know, it's interesting because even if you look at that from, from anything else, as you said, legal accounting, you know, we all do better if we have the resources, right? The professional resources that we need. Um, and so, so share with me a little, I don't, how many employees do you all have? we're about 21 employees right now 21 and so for the majority are most of those counselors working with the students
1: correct most of those are counselors working with the students Um, that's what we do that's what we love we hire educators educators who love kids who want to help kids who want to learn about colleges that's that's our bread and butter and then we have some you know not I wouldn't say just administrative people people do administrative and back-end support and handle the finances and, you know, business, business development. Yeah, we need all that stuff, exactly.
0: <laughs> business development, very important, and marketing, all that. Um, and Although, so, actually, I'll
1: say with us, we don't do much marketing. We do very little business development and very little marketing. Um, our, our business is, is, I would say, some uh, parent sale. I say a mother sale, but now there are dads involved. Um, and one happy mom, that's it. You know, your, your whole business horrible. is from one happy mom. Um, and, and that's really how we do it. We just make our parents and our kids happy and then our business grows. So it's pretty cool.
0: Yeah. So what we call word of mouth marketing, right? Uh Um, And so, so your employees, are they global or are they all based here? So
1: they're global. We have a few outside the U S who refer us business. They're not full-time employees, but our full-time employees are all within the U S. So we have um, offices in South Florida uh, Connecticut, New York, and North Carolina. Um, and we're hopefully hiring
0: someone in Ohio this week. So that'll be nice. So the the model, was it always a virtual model? No. Um, numbers, I'm curious, or was it. it in person? <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: So I actually firmly believed in offices, right? And and my joke was that my child in Bahrain didn't care that I was in Fort Lauderdale, but my child in Miami didn't want to come to Fort Lauderdale. So, so we actually have all these offices and we pay for offices. Um, it is now virtual and a lot of my families don't care and it's great, um, for them. And I think kids are so busy now they're like, screw it. I don't want to come in. Um, so I'm not a hundred percent sure what will happen after the pandemic. Um, but right now we're, we're virtual. Um, but we're, right now we're still paying for our offices. So we don't mind if someone wants to come in. I mean, that's fine. You know, as long as we have masks and we keep it socially distanced, yeah. but, um, You know, historically, the business model has been offices and and it's also been a way for us to show that we're professional. We're not just, you know, some person on the corner who's like, oh, I can do college counseling and, you know, you can come to my kitchen, you know, And, and it just showed the kids like this is serious. We value this. This is education. This matters. And you're going to come to an office just like your parents would come for a lawyer or an accountant or something else.
0: Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's going to be interesting, I think, to see how where we land. Right. In all of this, you know, you have people making predictions. We're going to stay all virtual and you know, oh, no, we're going to go back to normal. And, you know, I'm sure there's going to be some sort of balance or, or hybrid in there somewhere. But um, so one of our viewers asked, given that private school tuition can now top 60,000 a year, do you still think that that is worth the investment?
1: So I assume they mean private. I don't know
0: any private schools that talk. I would imagine they mean uh, a university, a college, 60,000 a
1: year. So it wouldn't be 60,000. It might be like 40, but still, I think, I think that is a very valid point, right? College is way too expensive. Okay. Private college is way too expensive. um, And it has really become a game for the very wealthy and the very poor, right? So if you really don't have money apply to all the colleges because they have lots of financial aid, right? So, you really don't have money, it's, it's the middle class that's sort of in trouble with the private schools. However, going back to this concept of leaving an education, the public schools in Florida are quite reasonably priced. I mean, I'm, I'm not saying like they're not there's not a cost, but you could really go to our community colleges or you really could go to our, our public college, not take out a lot of debt and you know graduate and, and do whatever you want to do. Right. We have graduates from our public colleges. who do extremely well. So part of. The education when I work with nonprofit organizations is to explain to kids like you don't need to go to these for profit schools. You don't need to to take out two hundred dollars and thousand dollars in debt. You know, I my parents ask me, is it worth it? I, I say, how much does it hurt? You know, I mean, is it two hundred thousand dollars in debt? Then probably not. Right. Is it five thousand dollars in debt? I would pay, but it depends what you value. Right. And then it's also well, what does your child want to do in the future? So it's, it's a conversation. But at the end of the day, nobody should be taking out what I say, she said $60,000, you know, $60,000 times four, you know, $240,000 to go to college. That's, that's insane. Um, so there is something wrong with the pricing system. And, and one thing I'll point out, actually, right before this, we had a new blog that came out today. Um, and our blog was a new trend that we see, which is um, American students wanting to go abroad. And we've never had that before. So I've been doing this for 16 uh-huh. years and was always like a one-off child who wanted to go to McGill now more and more students are like just like this person college is too freaking expensive i'll go to england and one-eighth the price in three years and i'm done
0: interesting, interesting. So, 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 in this world of you know virtual and technology and all of that it's, it's opening up the whole world to our kids in a sense
1: so it is right uh, you know it's it's fascinating and, and what the online education means and and sort of yeah. access to education versus community and you know in the us we believe at least higher education has a lot to do with the community and, and what you actually get by perhaps living on campus and getting to know the other kids which is something i think you can't get through virtual yeah, right i agree so, um but if you want to learn a trade which there's nothing wrong with that or you want to just learn a certificate or you want or you don't have a lot of money you know. So I would say it's the second best choice, but you're right. It's still a great option for many families. Um, so, yeah, it, it opens up a ton of doors for people. Of world.
0: So I wonder, you know, when, when we're hiring, right, um, for for our teams, we look for certain things, right? We look for certain skills, certain attributes, maybe certain technical skills as well. But I think I, I'm, a lot of us these days are looking more at the soft employability skills, you know, that are transferable, right? Amongst uh, all different uh, trades and, and careers. What do you look for, right? When a family comes to you or a student or a parent comes to you, what do you look for? Um, because I know, you know, we were talking about this yesterday that sometimes whether it's a donor or a volunteer or a teacher, it's just not the right match, right? Our organization may not be for them. Or so they mean, may when I, when I
1: hire or when I when I
0: work with clients. No, when you're working with families, I'm okay. going to get to hiring next. Yeah. But I'm curious: is there something you look for in particular in families? Because I'm sure that that has a little yeah. bit of challenges sometimes, right? No,
1: but that's actually a great point. So, so I I believe one of the secrets to our success, uh, one of the recipes to our success, is um, is actually having so many different counselors and then matching the student with the right counselor, right? So number 1 and i have a pretty fancy education the humility to know that i don't care how smart you are you don't know everything right and 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 once you can accept that you know nobody knows everything so so i think there's actually a lot of power in saying i don't know so um so the first thing we do is is we match the student with the right counselor because i mean i've never had like a bad family you know i guess if someone's hard you know like evil then we won't work with them but but usually it might be like my child, you know, really loves music. Like he's not good in school. He really loves music. Um, You know, Mandy, what do I do? Quite frankly, I don't, and this is a good story leading to it. I I don't know music. I'm tone deaf. I can't listen to a kid's recording and tell you if it's any good. I, I mean, so, and that's part of my job is to actually know whether or not what I'm being given is, you know, good or where it falls into the world of, higher education, I cannot listen to a, a musical piece and tell you if it's, it all sounds good to me. Like as long as a kid's doing it, I'm like, yeah, that's awesome. Um, but for college purposes, like I, I need to be able to say, you know, that's a Juilliard piece or that's a, that's a Indiana piece or you know, I don't know. So I have someone on staff who I can match with the child. Right. And the same thing with the arts. Like I had a student send me some pictures the other day to see if they should include, I don't know i sent it to my art person and the art person was like absolutely not and i was like okay good to know you know um but on the flip side there was a student who was feeling very bad about herself and she had liked art but she thought it you know what she did wasn't good enough and it what, and he looked at it and he was like this is something we can make something within it she she just got into all these amazing art schools she feels so good about herself, you know so so i going back to your point um i think recognizing you don't know everything recognizing that not everybody's going to love you and that your skill set doesn't necessarily Mm -hmm. transfer to every person. Um, And I think my company has been pretty good about matching, you know, whether it's learning differences or, you know, kids with autism or or ADHD or, or want Ivy league schools or want, you know, we're, we're very good at matching those kids.
0: Yeah. Love it. Yeah. Finding that right match, right. Whether it's the student with the school, whether it's the employer with the employee. So now let's transfer over to that, where you thought I was going first which is when you're hiring as a CEO what are you looking for in your team like I heard you just talking about how you definitely it sounds like you have a diverse team right that bring different knowledge and different skill sets to the table but what is it that you look for in particular is it those skills or is it is it is it attitude what what do you look for so we have a,
1: a strong company value going back to a commitment to education. So so the first thing we look for is people who value education the way we do, that that at the end of the day, that they feel that this is a calling, that this is important, that where the child goes to college matters. Um, I always say to my family is like, I will give you the same answer that I would give my own child. Um, and and I and you can tell when someone really cares about kids. I, I mean, you work with, cho- you know, there, there's just something where they really care, you know, because, and I'll say this out of the kids, you know, you guys suck sometimes, like, absolutely, you know, teenagers, and, and it's, and, and you see those people who, like, forgot about when they were teenagers, and forgot about, like, how many dumb things they do, um, so it's sort of embracing the stupid, and, 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 you know, uh, just kind of bringing them forward, I would say, you know, you mentioned something before about the virtual, one of the sad things about going virtual is, is, you know, in person, I feel like you can establish, like, a real mentorship relationship, you can really bond with the kid you you know so it's someone who wants that Um, in addition to that we need strong writing skills because the essays are extremely important Um, and then we need what i call do figure it out skills because with 3200 colleges once again nobody can know everything Um, but usually you can figure it out if you are resourceful so um, so i always say figure it out skills writing skills extremely important right because if your job is to essays it better be good and then um and just loving kids i, I think is super important
0: yeah, that yeah path. Path. so so how, how you, getting that little echo there how do you um you know you talk about education and someone has to value education um and and to me education whether it's formal education right uh continuing education whatever that is you know i I went, I come from a family of educators. So my dad was a dean uh, of, and a senior vice president of a college, and my mom was a superintendent of schools. So I have listened to this, you know, for years. And on one hand, education has not changed that much. On the other hand, it needs to change, right? Um, and in the world that we're living in today, I think there are some changes we need, and I'm not sure it's moving fast enough. But you know, I just I wonder sometimes. How do you, you know, as it is changing, how do you keep up with what's happening, what's changing? How do you continue to grow and learn uh, so that you can make sure that your company, right, your clients benefit from your knowledge?
1: So I think that's a great question. And and I think we exemplify that with stars um this year with the pandemic right um everything went from online offline to online all the kids traditional activities certain suddenly got ended um all the the ways they traditionally learned so 20% of a child's year is the summer right so if the child does nothing all summer that that's really wasted time so we had to pivot pretty quickly as far as you know everything here's what you were going to do and now here's what you're going to do so um, I would say as a company, it comes down to commitment, it's staying ahead of trends, like just like we talked about, you know, kids going abroad. So this is a new trend for us. So we hired someone on our staff who knows international admissions, right? Once again, it's not, oh, I can just do this. You know, here's a trend, you know, but it's hiring the right people who know how to do it um, and then putting forth the resources. So we have a whole database, we had it last summer and we might need to use it this summer of, of things you can do online over the summer, right? do I think that's going to benefit my students? Absolutely, right? Because there was actually even a question on the application was basically how did COVID impact you and what did you do about it? You know, not in those words. But my students are going to be able to say, you know, although my lab got canceled, I moved online and I did data science and I did, you know, and I did all this stuff or although I could no longer play my music, I started a program that tutored other kids in music. So, you know, it it showcases, I think, it not only showcases the college's that this is a serious student, but it also teaches the child, I think what were really important lessons from this pandemic, which I say is resilience and and pivoting, right? So that that life, sometimes you have to pivot and your life doesn't go the way you want it to. And then you're just resilient that you can kind of suck it up and be like, I mean, I say to my kids, I'm like, I get that online music is not the same, or I get that online drama is not the same, but this is what we got. So smile and just deal, you know? Go with the flow. Well, just, you know, I I, there's we don't have an option here. So your option is to sit at home and cry about it or to choose from one of these, you know, three options. And would I like to have 100 options, child? Yes. But I got three, you know, and three is more than nothing. So let's let's start with these three. So,
0: yeah. Well, I think that applies to adults right now, too. So, um, so um, you know, you talked about a lot of ingredients. Uh, you talked about believing in what you do, right? Having a passion for that. You talked about your story and reinventing. Right. You reinvented yourself and your career. Um, The right match, finding the right match, whether it's with the students, the colleges or uh, employees uh, to employer. Um, I love this one. The power of I don't know. That's a great one. Uh, And that's not just for the students or the parents or you employees, all of us. Right. We need to be able to say when we don't know. Um, I love the diversity that your team, you know, that you talked about in your team. So making sure that you have all of the right skills and knowledge at the table. Um, Love this one. And as you get older, you realize this one's so true. Not everyone's going to love you. But as you get older, it's okay that everybody doesn't love you. When you're young, it's, you know, it's life. Altering that someone doesn't like me, you know. Um, valuing learning, as you said, you know, talk, even with yourself and and continuing to grow. I love this one too. Embrace the stupid. That one I have never heard that one, but I love it. Um, uh, and the skill sets, the figure it out skills that we all need to have: pivoting, resilience, commitment, and staying ahead of the trends. Um, all great ingredients, obviously, that have led to your success. I always ask everyone. And I'm sure there's so many more, uh, but those are just the ones that I've captured through our conversation that I think are so important for our kids and for our watchers, our viewers to see. What is Mandy Heller Adler's main ingredient to success?
1: So it's actually not something I mentioned. Um, And my main ingredient is community. And what I mean by that is I started my business and my friends from Miami Beach Senior High School came out and supported me and remembered me. Um, my first clients were from my community. Um, my high school teacher, um, made my book, a required book in his class and invited me in to speak. Um, now I work with both my sisters, my brother-in-law, my mother. Um, a lot of my clients are are connected to me and, 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 and I, I, and, and return, I, I've built a community too, right? So, so I do a lot of volunteer work with, with children. Um, and so I believe that, I don't believe in networking. So a lot of people think you go to a fancy school in order to network. I, I firmly do not believe in networking. Um, I believe in making friends and being authentic. And I feel mm-hmm. that um, friendship builds community. Love builds community. Right, my family. Um, and at the end of the day, you know, when when this pandemic started and we had zero clients and no money and I was freaking out, you know, my friends and my family were there. I had a, I had a community. So um whether it's my my immediate community or my extended community i believe in building true authentic relationships based on respect and trust and um and that's my real ingredient to success it's 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 other people and and my bonds
0: with other people yeah i think you know i love it and i almost went and asked you a question about it um about community and about you know boards and volunteering that you do because i think I, I totally agree with you. I mean, networking is fine, and sometimes it's fun sometimes. Um, but where I think, you know, we really build, you know, when you're really building friendships and relationships in this community, you know, that's when things happen. That's when the magic happens, I think. You know, and I think one of the things you always hear is, you know, you give to get, but not necessarily that you, you're giving to get, but that it, it does come back. It's almost like karma. You know, talk about that for a minute, and and your volunteering and your being involved. You know what? What? Because I love for our students to hear this at how important this is. Because I think so many of them are so focused on themselves. Which, by the way, we probably all were as young people. Although I I volunteered from the time I was sixteen and loved it. And I truly believe, and I'll share this for a second. I truly believe that it prepares us for life. I volunteered with kids with disabilities and years later had a son with Down syndrome. I truly, truly believe that, and it may not be that specific, but that when we are out there in a volunteer world versus the work world, we learn and we build just things in us, right, and and learn things that we wouldn't learn through work. Talk a little bit about what that's done for you. Gosh, there's so much I could talk about, um,
1: but I'll get, uh, once again, I'll give an example. Um, so I have my third book coming out, and it's actually on um, what to do once you get to college, and I'm I'm really excited about this book, and it was actually picked up by Wiley Publishing, so it's a, you know, it's not just a self-published book, it's a, it's a real book, um, and uh, and it was interesting, I reached out to all these people to get endorsements, right, And and I did go to these fancy schools, so I do have friends doing some fancy things, um, and what was most fascinating was that the ones who were most successful, right? So I have the CEO of Google ventures writing me a thing, or I have, um, a U.S. congressman writing me, a, a, an endorsement. And I have a, um, a, you know, very, very senior person at Facebook, right? I mean, I have like these crazy people and they were all like, sure, man, you tell me what I need to do. And then like the people who weren't as high up, like who were just like, I don't know, maybe they were small business owners in South Florida or whatever. It was like a whole thing you know, it, it was like they didn't get the concept of this is five minutes of your time, you know, help me out here. And and I don't know if it'll come back. I mean, you're so much more senior than I am. But if they can do good, they wanted to do good, right? There, right. There's nothing in it for the guy from Google Ventures to put his name on my book. Clearly, it was in my best interest. We were friends. We got out for drinks in business school, you know, whatever. But, but he was doing it for me because maybe one and maybe one day his kid will have, you know, questions with college and I will help him. But I guess what I'm trying to say is that successful people tend to help others, um, you know, not knowing where it's going to come back. Um, I like to volunteer. I I like lots of things, so my volunteer work is kind of a way that I stay involved in in so many different things, and and also it's a way that I can stay involved with my my children um, and to stay involved in what's meaningful for them. Um, so that's been great. Um, but I I also going back to it, I, the word passion is a weird one for me. For me, it's meaning. So I find a lot of meaning in what I do, and and I, as long as I find something meaningful, I can get behind it. So I, I try to find organizations and things that I feel are are meaningful to me, and and that you know matter as far as I'm concerned.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's it's awesome. awesome. Love it, love, love it, love it. it. And I, I, I share with people that the relationships that I have in this community, and I've been in this community. In nonprofit, whether as a volunteer or working in nonprofit, as I reinvented myself um, for probably, I don't know, Patrick is 28, so probably about 28, 29 years here in Florida. Um, and the relationships that I have built, um, you know, even some of our donors and supporters, they're friends, right? right. Whether they give to us or not. They've become friends where we help each other, um, and so I so believe in what what you just shared. And I thank you so much. I feel like I made a new friend today. Um, mm-hmm. Really, really enjoyed learning more about you and and the organization and what you do. And I hope that we can find a way to partner. Uh, you know, many of our high school students that we work with are from the low income families and low income schools. Um, and it's for my for me the meaning is making sure, you know, my daughter was fortunate, right? Your children are fortunate to be able to have the resources to, to go do what, what they want to do. It, my my meaning in life and my mission in life is to make sure that every child has that, whether it's special, a child with special needs, a child from lower income, you know, any other challenge that they might be facing. They all need to have the chance to be successful and to thrive. And so thank you for all that you do. Uh, and I hope that we have the chance to work together. Um, yeah. I can't wait to read your books. Oh, good. I, I wait for the next one to come out. Yes, I think that'll yeah, be Yeah, we'll I'll bring you back when the next one comes out so we can share it with everyone. Uh, we are going to share this. I hope that a lot of parents see this um, and reach out. And, and, and again, uh, hopefully offline, we can find a way to help some of our students who don't have the resources. So Mandy, thank you so much for taking yes. the time this morning to be with us. Thank you so much. Have a wonderful day, everyone. You too. And thanks, everyone, for watching. Thank you for all of you in the chat and in your questions. Tracy, Brent, uh, Olga, all of you who are in there uh, and watched this morning, appreciate your viewership and your support. Everyone have an amazing weekend. Take care, everyone. Bye. Bye.